Does awakening help with grief or loss? This is a very interesting question. I might say that often it's the other way around in that often when someone encounters great loss in their life or grief in their life, they start to ask fundamental questions. This is usually in the tale of a big emotional crisis or what feels like an emotional crisis or what feels like um, even an existential crisis, the sense that this life is not what I thought it was. I had so many expectations that the way I thought things were going to go is the way they were going to go or that things were going to keep going the way they have been. And then when we have a tragedy or a loss, that's disrupted. So our worldview is disrupted. Our sense that we know who we are, we know what this is about, we know that what we expect is reasonably likely to occur, that gets massively disrupted with big losses, big tragedies. And while you wouldn't wish that on anybody, it's something that's going to happen to most or all of us in some form or another. When this occurs, when we start to feel that existential fear or existential disruption or even existential curiosity, we have an opportunity to look beyond our expectations. We have an opportunity to test whether there's another way to orient or another matter to deal with than to just keep trying to make life look like our expectations or just assuming that our expectations are going to be what we get in this lifetime. Now, for many people, this is not uncomfortable to hear. For many people, their expectations have never really amounted to much happiness, whether their expectations were what they actually got or whether their expectations were disrupted or disappointed. The narrative of their life has been such that finding a way to engage life, finding a way to engage truth without depending on expectations to try to fulfill us makes sense. People who've had a lot of trauma, people who just have never quite felt right, people who haven't felt like they fit in in this world, in life, are often much more inclined to look outside of expectations, to look elsewhere, to dig in, to look inward, to look at what it is I'm taking myself to be in the first place, rather than the expectations that I've been focusing on. Now for other people, for some reason, or maybe for more than one reason, it's really uncomfortable to let go of the illusion of expectations being what this is all about. The story I tell myself, the story my parents told me and told me I should tell myself, all those expectations that fit together so nicely and weave together a story that worked for my family or my parents and hopefully will work for me. 
I don't want to let go of that because it's been comfortable. It's given me a lot of happiness. So why would I want to let go of that? Why would I want to look elsewhere? Well, this is the role of tragedy. This is the role of grief and loss for many people's lives. It has to put you into a situation which forces you to see that that was an illusion the whole time. It was a matter of luck. Good conditions, favorable conditions are ultimately a matter of luck. So when you see that life isn't necessarily here to give you what you expect. Life isn't here to give you what you want. And in fact, sometimes when you do get what you want, it's far less fulfilling than you had thought it would be. This is a hard thing for some to accept, and yet it's a mark of maturity to accept it because it's the truth. So we have to let go of, at some point, the illusion that living in a mental world of expectation, surrounding ourselves with other people who will speak the same language, talk about the same sorts of expectations, have the same values, and not challenge this belief system, this way of living, at some point we have to see that that is just not fulfilling. And it's a house of cards, and the house of cards will fall. And that feels like grief. It feels like letting go. It feels like loss. Now, what's interesting is often this comes on the heels of a very physical loss, the loss of a loved one, loss of a relationship, maybe loss of a job or loss of health. These more real physical losses lead us to this investigation or this unavoidable recognition that living in the world of the way I think it should be, the world of expectations, is not going to work, doesn't work. So we're led to that exploration and that realization, and that leads us to a different kind of loss, a different kind of grieving. That's the loss of illusion. And to the degree that we're bound into these illusions, the, to the degree that we've bought into these belief systems, we have identity at stake, or apparently feels like it. The body-mind will interpret it as identity is being threatened. So now we're called to really take up a big investigation, the best investigation, the one I'm talking about all the time in these videos, a vest, an investigation into who and what you actually are, what this actually is, what the nature of thought is, what the nature of belief is, what the nature of consciousness is, what the nature of sensation is, what the nature of identity is, what the nature of aversion, desire, seeking, all of it. Why do we get bound into thoughts? Why do we believe thoughts? What is the effect of a belief? How does it arise? How is it dispelled? Do we need beliefs at all? On and on. All these questions, all these wonderful places to investigate. For some, it's the last place they want to go until life gives them a disruption. Inevitably, it's going to happen at one level or another. Sometimes it's a massive disruption. When there's massive disruption, 
It's very hard to hold on to your illusions. So you're called to investigate. You're called to start the grieving process in one sense, grieving the loss of a bunch of expectations that aren't coming to fruition, grieving the loss of the life you thought you were sure you were going to live and that you could force it to be that way by believing in it. You have to grieve the loss of that or start to when you don't have a choice, when you have a massive disruption. Then you're called to take up this investigation. Look, see what's actually there. See what's not there. Go where the money is. If it feels like it has to do with thoughts, look there. What is a belief? What is an expectation? If it's formulated with thought, look there. What is a thought? Where is the thinker? What is belief? Look in real time. Look with exuberance. Give yourself fully to this process. And you'll live a life beyond anything the mind would have constructed before. Literally. You'll enter a world that is just untouched by thought and concept. You'll enter a world you never left, but experientially. A very narrow way of experiencing will collapse. And something ineffable will be found in its place. Strangely to have already been there. As if you've been on a soundstage for years, and all of a sudden the walls and ceiling of the stage collapse. You thought that's all there was, and now you see the great sky, the vastness of the atmosphere, outer space, the universe, the ground below you looks so different. Everything looks so different when the walls of expectation have collapsed. Does it feel like grief? It will sometimes. Does it feel like freedom? Yes, it is. And when grief is fully accepted, when grief ceases to be grief, then you're in a good place indeed, a very interesting place, a place without walls, a place without a past or a future, a place without distance, a place without avoidance, a place without illusion. So what is grief here? Nothing could be lost. There's nothing that could be lost. This is the death of death. This is the death of loss. It's the death of birth and death. Obviously paradoxical. But you wouldn't go back even if you could. So, does awakening help with grief and loss? You know, awakening is to wake up from all of the illusions that make grief and loss look a certain way, feel a certain way, cause us to resist the circumstances of life. We can wake up from that, but to wake up from it, we have to go through it. We have to go through all of those emotions. We have to go through and Notice which beliefs have been binding us and how they've been binding us. 
And this causes a natural release, which leads to some more grief, some deeper grief. But that comes to an end at some point. So it's part of the deal. Grief and loss do go hand in hand with awakening. But more times than not, it's grief and loss that start the awakening process. So if you find yourself in that space, you're on sacred ground. Take the time to grieve. Take the time to embrace your humanness. But take the opportunity to investigate the nature of reality, the nature of identity, because this is about as good of an opportunity as you'll ever get. And it's worth it.